Hello, I'm Beulah Supriya, and you're listening to Generation Orange, a Westmec podcast. Westmec currently offers 28 programs in various fields, including health science, human services, IT, and STEM. Each program is crafted through industry and instructor input to ensure that students step out of the programs ready for their path after high school, be it career or college. In this episode, we take a closer look at the Energy and Engineering program. If you're curious about what students learn and future prospects through this program, we hope to answer some of those questions in the following interview with Paul Melessa, a former instructor of the program. Paul has more than a decade's experience in the nuclear field working for the Navy as a Naval Nuclear Power Program Specialist and later at various power stations, including APS. Apart from being an instructor, he was also a curriculum and instruction specialist for Westmec. Paul, thanks for taking the time to be here at START to talk about the program and all the cool things students get to do through it. Thanks for having me, Beulah. It's great to be here, and I look forward to uh, speaking with you about the Energy and Engineering Technology Program. That is a mouthful. Like, when students go out there, which program are you part of? Energy and Engineering? Those are two big words over there. But if you could summarize what students learn in this program, this two-year program, in two minutes, what would you say? Well, over the two years, we start out with some energy fundamentals so we learn about different forms of power generation how we use that to generate electricity how we transmit and distribute that electricity to the consumers also we learn the basics of mechanical engineering fundamentals electrical engineering fundamentals instrumentation and controls and finally some automation as well wow Those two years sound really busy. When you talk about different forms of powers, what do you mean, Paul? So there are the conventional power generation methods like fossil fuels, which would include coal, natural gas. We also touch on some of the alternative energy generation sources like nuclear power. And then also we cover renewable energy sources, which would include solar and wind. Oh, so you're covering a huge variety of power generation methods. That's really cool for high school students. And you also mentioned that they learn concepts of mechanical engineering as well. That is correct. I think that's really impressive that 11th and 12th graders get to do this, juniors and seniors. This is really impressive. I know that our program has a partnership with Palo Verde. Could you tell us more about that? Yes, so Palo Verde was instrumental from the very beginning in building the Energy and Engineering Technology Program. They provided technical support. They actually assigned an instructor full-time to the program in the beginning to help us select different topics, the curriculum, certifications, and help teach the students, giving them that relevant industry experience that they're going to need as they transition into the power generation sector. That partnership has continued to the present day. They have a pre-apprenticeship program 
that Westmec graduates get preference to that program. Ooh. And that is a direct feed into the apprenticeship program in the maintenance department at Palo Verde. Or there are other opportunities as well in the water reclamation site outside of Palo Verde and even within the operations department. So they have different opportunities, not just one specific career that they can go into within Palo Verde. Right, Paul? That's correct. Within the maintenance department alone, there are mechanics, electricians, INC technicians. In the operations department, those are the folks that operate the power plant. So auxiliary operators, which would lead into reactor operator certification, eventually senior reactor operator certification. They have a water treatment facility that has their own maintenance technicians and operators as well. There's a wide range of career opportunities within the power generation field from business professionals to skilled trades. Right. And I think for me, when you've given me so many different positions and job titles that students can aim towards, I think of your career tree that we have on the website right now and that students have close to their classroom. And this career tree gives them like a visual representation of what careers they can have as soon as they finish the Westmec program or later on in life. I think that really helps them understand and like, you know, career plan better. Do you think it has been helpful for students, Paul? Absolutely. When we talk about energy and engineering technology, as you mentioned previously, it's a very broad topic. And, you know, parents and students, outside entities sometimes have a hard time equating that title for the program to a career set. So having the career trees and identifying specifically by title all of those different positions that exist within this broad field of engineering and energy that's helping students to, you know, create these pathways that are unique to their career goals, what they want to be, what training they're going to need and certifications to achieve those specific careers. Right. And all the certifications that are required for these positions are prepaid for or reimbursed by the district. Am I right, Paul? So in the Energy and Engineering Technology program, they are paid for by the district up front. So there's okay. no out-of-cost expense to the student other than their program fee, which they'd pay at the very beginning of the year. That's really cool. So they complete the program and hopefully also have their industry credential that makes them like highly employable right from the get-go. Yes. We're still talking about nuclear energy and Palo Verde. Could you tell us what skills do students gain that they can apply to the nuclear energy industry? Well, in the nuclear energy industry, the first priority is safety. And so they're going to learn OSHA requirements regarding safety. They'll get their industry certification for their OSHA 10. Okay. All of the skills that we talked about previously, those mechanical engineering principles, electrical engineering principles, the instrumentation and controls, all of those apply to any type of process plant or power plant, including nuclear power. And then more specific to nuclear power, the students will learn the different types of energy that's produced, Oh. Through nuclear reactions, be it fission or fusion. And here I'm going to cut you off because I remember a little of my science classes in high school. 
fusion means uh, you bring them together and fission is the separation which brings about energy or did i get that mixed up that is 100 correct yes. so fusion is taking two atoms generally smaller atoms and pushing them together so they fuse together to make a new atom mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the process that occurs in the stars so Ooh. the sun takes hydrogen it comes together due to the massive forces generated due to the mass of the the sun mm -hmm. it's able to fuse hydrogen together and then create helium okay and that reaction releases a lot of energy and that's why the stars burn so bright and then okay. the stars that's where all of the elements are created oh. so we're literally made of stardust we are aren't we so that's what the sun uses nuclear fusion that's oh. correct and what do we we use both in our power plants fusion and fission pole in our power plants we use fission okay. which is when we take a large unstable atom mm -hmm. and we create conditions that allow us to control the rate at which those atoms break apart or fission okay and then that process also releases a lot of energy which mm -hmm. we capture and then we use to create steam to drive a traditional steam turbine to generate electrical power ah for me nuclear energy has always remained a mystery i'm like oh what does happen in those power plants so thanks for giving me the nuclear energy 101 introduction so as i mentioned previously you worked in the energy industry for many years and for students who are interested in following a similar career path what advice do you have for them I would say the main thing is be willing to learn because the processes at these plants can be quite complex. You're never going to learn it all. You can work in the industry for years and years and years and you can learn something new every single day. So if you enjoy a challenge, you enjoy learning, this is a great career field to get into. You'll constantly be challenged. You'll be seeing new things every day in your career, at your work. And if you're willing to learn, it's going to be a very rewarding career field. Yeah. Apart from the nuclear industry, what are some careers students from the program are looking to or have already entered, Paul? So, you know, the engineering field is, is very vast. It impacts many different types of manufacturing. Uh, we have a lot of manufacturers in the West Valley. We do. We have a lot and we're getting a lot more. The construction out West is, uh, it's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. um, we've placed students at several manufacturing plants, Cardinal Glass to mention one in Buckeye. They produce uh, windows, mm -hmm. glass products. We've placed several students there as operations technicians, maintenance technicians. PepsiCo has what? a facility here in the West Valley where they produce Gatorade products. We I've place... heard of that name. <laughs> yeah, Gatorade. Huge in the sports industry. We've had students work for Tesla Robotics. Really? Yes. We've had students go work for Amazon and their automation processes. So the sky's the limit. If there's something that's you purchase it was manufactured somewhere and all the skill sets you learn in the engineering program will apply to those processes as well how exciting is that 
Today I was uh, reading an interesting article, and in it, it mentioned that the Bureau of Labor Statistics said that solar photovoltaic installers will be one of the fastest growing jobs in the U.S. by 2030. Those are one of the careers that students can apply for as they complete our program and get their credentials. As you talk to industry personnel, do you see this need for skilled technicians already? Absolutely. Um, as we face the challenges of our global communities in the future, you know, we need to diversify our generation methods. And by that, you mean not just solely relying on fossil fuels, Paul? That's correct. We don't want to rely on any one source of power. We want to have a diverse portfolio of power generation where we're using fossil fuels, nuclear, where that makes sense. And then some of those renewable energy technologies as well, where that makes sense. And especially in Arizona, where we get a lot of sun throughout the year. We sure do. Solar is uh, becoming a bigger source of energy. And in the energy program, we do have solar module. We have renewable energy trainers where they're going to learn about photovoltaics, how to implement those cells into a electrical power system where we take that DC power that's generated. We'll use an inverter to convert it to AC, which is what we use in our homes. So by photovoltaic cells, you mean those solar panel thingies? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for using layman terms for people like me out there. That is really amazing that we are able to look at the future and prepare for the future and prepare students for the future. At our Southwest campus, where this program is housed, we have the next building, which is a net positive energy building, meaning it produces more energy than it consumes. So has this building been part of discussions in your classroom where students get to see these theories in real life? Yes. So the next building is special and unique in that sense that it's actually LEED certified. So that is a certification when your energy and efficiency meet certain standards, you can actually be certified and recognize that. Okay. But across the campus, you know, we have solar panels all throughout the campus on shade structures. Anytime you have solar systems like that, you need all the support equipment, so inverters, there's conduit to run the, the cabling outside, and those are all techniques and skills that they learn within the energy program. And so we're using the existing infrastructure as examples and models of what the skills they're going to learn and how that's applied in real life. That's really cool. During the two years, I'm sure this class has participated in giving back to the community. Do you have any particular community service projects that come to mind, Paul? So in the energy program, well, actually all WestMAC programs, the classes are part of a career and technical student organization. And that means the students take ownership of the classroom and the learning experience and they drive a lot of these projects so year to year we've seen students do things from volunteering at local food banks uh, raising funds for drives to raise money for homeless veterans they volunteered to do community cleanup projects and even uh, volunteered 
with Habitat for Humanity. So just depending year to year and how each class wants to leave their mark on the community, they've picked a wide range of service projects. I'm so glad that students learn not only hands-on skills, not only professional skills, but also like recognize the need to give back to the community as well. It's awesome. <laughs> it sure is. Paul, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, talking about the program. I've learned so much just by sitting and talking with you for these few 15, 20 minutes. Is there anything else you'd like to add before you leave? I think Westmec is an excellent opportunity, regardless of the career and educational path that you want to pursue. I would encourage everybody uh, that lives within Westmec's boundaries to learn about career and technical education and the opportunities that they have. And that is a great end to this episode. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Generation Orange. Listen every month as we look at various aspects of CTE and its impact on the community.